This is the Desperate Times and Resilient Faith Podcast with your host, Frank Strickland. Frank is a Christ follower, geologist, army veteran, and disciple maker who has a passion for seeing people survive and thrive in desperate times. Welcome to the Resilient Faith Podcast. Um, I'm Frank Strickland, your host, and I'm excited to have you here. We are going to be going through a lot of things that I think will be interesting to you. A little bit about myself first. Uh, I am a geologist and a uh, father of five and uh, grandfather of 14 grandchildren. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, basically, I have been walking with Christ now for over 50 years. And I'm excited to share with you some of the lessons I've learned over the years. And uh, some of them very hard. <laughs> Ones that uh, come at a very high cost. And so hopefully I can pre prevent you from having that same kind of cost. So uh, I have a heart for people. I really enjoy working with guys and, and helping them in their uh, walk with God. Uh, I used to be a nav staff and the navigators are their main call, claim to fame is, is discipling people. And so um, I'd like to share some of that during the podcast and some of the uh, things that I've picked, on the, picked up on that. Um, I wish we could be eye to eye because what I really enjoy is looking people eye to eye and interacting and, and responding. And so this is going to be a little difficult uh, because I won't be able to get the feedback from you that I would normally get. So uh, you'll have to put up with that. But at the same time, I think this is going to be a uh, uh, very valuable uh, way of communicating. One thing about the times that we're living in, they're desperate times. I don't think anybody can argue with the fact that it's different. Uh, America feels different. Uh, we've gone through a series of time here where there's anger that we've never seen before. There's fear like we've never seen before. And those two are areas that the Bible has a lot to talk about. And so I would like to share some of those things uh, in a future podcast and drill down into those and see how do we deal with that? How is that something that um, either can be a problem or it can actually be an opportunity? And so we'll look at it, the way of dealing with either side of that, the pitfall and the opportunity. Um, a lot of people are struggling with, is God relevant right now? It just seems like, you know, where is he? What's going on? Um, is there anything that the Bible has to say about the things that I'm struggling with myself? Um, you know, you hear a lot of stuff on the radio and even in sermons and so on. And it doesn't necessarily connect with where I really am. And so... What I would like to do is kind of bring it down into the bottom shelf and, and help you to see that the Bible has answers. The Bible is not just an answer book, but it's a way of connecting with God and connecting with each other. And that the problems that we face are nothing new in the long run. They're things that people have felt, dealt with all over the years. And so as a result, um, we can learn from that. But that but that isn't a very valued commodity right now because a lot of the current thinking is that if it's old, it's old school. <laughs> and 
You know, there's some things that are old and dated, shall we say, but there's other things that are timeless because people are the same. You're the same, I'm the same. And it doesn't matter whether we're in the first century or 21st century. You know, we still tick the same. We still have the same pains and pain points and joy and so on. So uh, I would like to communicate through this podcast that the principles in the Bible are timeless because they're based upon people, not upon technology, not upon uh, events that are going on. Um, in fact, the events are just kind of recycled. It says in Songs of Solomon, uh, there's nothing new under the sun. And so a lot of the things that we think are nobody's ever gone through, it's only because we're going through them and not necessarily that it's uh, uncommon. And so uh, we want to look at those things. And I would also like to bring a perspective into it that only comes with time. Um, in my men's group, they call me OG. <laughs> and originally for a couple of weeks, I thought that meant old guy. And in fact, especially when one of the other guys is called YG, I think, okay, that's young guy. But I found out that actually it stands for old gangsta. <laughs> and, uh, and basically the term there is somebody that is in the hood and has been around long enough that he can help the young guys coming up through the ranks get an idea of the ropes and how to do things and, and avoid pitfalls. And so uh, it's kind of a term of endearment and I, I really uh, value that. And so um, what I would like to do is use this podcast to pass on some of these insights that I found that work in virtually every context. And I think you will find out that having the perspective of somebody who's been there, done that, you know, learned the hard way, uh, went through the lessons, that this will help us to come to a point where you don't have to learn the hard way. And, and I want to learn from you too. And that's one reason why I really like talking to people face to face, because I get a lot of my energy and a lot of my uh, insights off of your input. And so eventually we're probably going to have to figure out a way for you to give feedback for me, because I don't want to be out there, you know, scratching an itch that's not there. But on the other hand, you can help me dial in, you know, where you want to have um, topics that you want me to cover, things that you want me to go through and uh, and help you with. So one of the other things that I want to do in this podcast, obviously, I am an old guy. <laughs> yeah. And so in many ways, um, just my appearance is enough to many times turn people off that are younger. And, and I don't want to do that. I have a heart for the millennials and the X gens and so on. In fact, I'll give you a little um, background here. Uh, I was meeting with two or three other guys and they were, for what would be lack of a better term, old line disciple makers. You know, these are guys that we've helped guys uh, get a stable walk with God and, and learn how to love him and to love others. But we were finding out that the techniques that we were using were not working in the new generation. And that was of great concern because the 
the value was still there, but we felt like we were not connecting. And so we started praying about it. And uh, it occurred to me, okay, guys, let's each find a millennial. <laughs> Ask God to bring us a millennial that we can relate to and, and just enjoy, um, you know, getting to know and, and, and maybe we can get something going here. And so we prayed it and the very next week, there was a Bible study that my wife was leading. And in the Bible study was uh, one of the ladies that had her son bring her down from the mountains and then he had to hang around waiting for her. Well, um, the same guy, when I had done a class on creation evolution in my church for the high schoolers, he had heard about it and he had asked earlier if I would get together with him and talk about it because he had a lot of good questions. And so when it turned out that he would be sitting there for an hour and a half, I thought, wow, this is a perfect opportunity. So, so we set it up and I talked to him and, uh, it was very apparent. This is exactly an answer to prayer because, um, he was, he was a millennials millennial. I mean, he was, uh, everything you had, uh, uh, stereotype as a millennial. And I, I don't like to stereotype, but you know, he was into a lot of the same topics and so on. And so that day we sat down and we talked and, and I went over the creation evolution from a geologist standpoint. And that's, that's a whole nother topic that we'll get into later. And, and there's a lot of good stuff out there that's coming up in science that I'd love to share with you, cutting edge stuff. So, but at the end of the hour and a half, you know what? He said, you didn't say a thing that I thought you were going to say. <laughs> and I go, bingo. You know, I had broken through the stereotype, you know, that he had of uh, uh, Christianity and the Bible and so on. And so that started a relationship that we went on for about three or four months. And, and that was so fun. I, I really enjoy his fellowship. And, and, and he started asking questions about Christian walk and God and so on. And, and so I said, okay, I'll get together with you and we'll go over that stuff. But you know what? I need you. I would like to make a proposition. You help me to see the world through your eyes and I'll help you see the world through my eyes. And maybe we can get a little meeting of the, of the uh, cultures here. And so, so it was fun. Yeah, um, one thing I knew is that there's a lot of different ways of looking at the world and there's a radical difference between the boomers and the younger generation. They, you get your information different. Uh, we used to get ours through books and you know things like that, but now it's all through digital and, and it's very uh, compact, uh, 144 characters. <laughs> and so that, that uh, creates a whole new paradigm of communication. And I also knew that there was a lot of terminology that was going on out there that had changed. And so as I was meeting with him, um, he agreed to it. And so we'd be talking along and he would, I'd be saying things and, and I would see kind of a funny look on his face. I go, oh, okay, let's stop, back up. What'd I just say? And he said, well, you use the word structured. Okay. What do you hear when you use when I use the word structured? And he said, um, rigid, authoritarian, uh, old school, judgmental. 
Okay, what's a better word? And he said, intentional. Okay, that's good. So scratch structured, put in intentional. Okay, let's go. And, and we continue to talk. And I kept doing that whenever, whenever I'd see him kind of, kind of not connect for lack of a better term, we'd, we'd unpack that. And so uh, that's what I'd like to do here is to, to get in your shoes if you're the younger generation, or if you're the older generation, get you into the other shoes. <laughs> and both ways, because I think this is a two-way street. Um, the older generation does have things to share uh, because, you know, face it, we've been there. Um, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, there's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. You know, there's nothing that I face or you face that hasn't been faced by millions of guys and gals before. And so with that insight, um, the trick is to communicate that in a fresh way. And so that's what I would hope to do here. Okay, if you'll notice in the intro, there is actually two parts to this podcast. There is the desperate times, and we've touched on that, and we'll be touching on that more in the future. But the other side I would like to touch on right now is the resilient faith. Now, how did I come up with that? As I've been thinking about the podcast and trying to um, give it a form, there's a couple of people that have encouraged me to do this, and they have seen things over the years that they thought, man, that's something that other people need to know and hear about. And so they've been willing to, you know, put up the skin to make this possible. And so um, the desperate times is really where we live. The resilient faith is where we want to go. Because the resilient faith, to me, speaks of a Christian walk that is stable. Um, one guy described most of the world uh, having their feet firmly planted in midair. <laughs> and I think that's why most people kind of feel like right now is just, okay, where's something solid I can stand on? And so what I want to do is propose that there are places that we can take a stand on, that we can grasp onto, and it will give us a stability to look at the rest of the environment around us. It's, it's kind of like the difference between being a light boat in a, in a uh, storm or being on uh, the shore or even in the lighthouse. And so the resilient faith, what I want to do is introduce to you the concepts that there are genuine answers in the Bible, not just cliches, not just feel-good-isms and so on, but real answers. And these things are so valuable that um, it's just a shame that they're not better known. And a lot of those come through trial and error. You find out what works and what doesn't. And that's where kind of where I come in. Uh, I've had some of those trials and errors. And so uh, I want to part this, but you know, I want to let you know I'm not perfect. Uh, you'll find that out. Uh, I've made my mistakes. But, you know, in the Christian life, one of the beauties is that you start over new every morning. And, in fact, there's a verse about that. Uh, uh, the mercies are gr new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And so 
you know, whatever happened the night before or the day before, you get up in the morning, you confess it, and it's a clean slate. And the world knows nothing of that. A lot of times they carry baggage with them from year to year to year and, and have no idea how to get rid of it. And so we want to do that, but also a vision for the future. You know, God wants us to be free and, and to live a life of freedom, not on the outside, but on the inside, a freedom from guilt, a freedom from fear, a freedom from anger, a freedom to enjoy other people and his creation. And also he wants us to have joy. And joy is, usually joy is thought of as when everything's going right around you and then you're happy. Well, happiness and joy is two different things. Joy comes from the inside and it's deep and it is so satisfying. And once you experience it, you know, there's nothing like it. And so I would like to explore how do we get joy in our lives? Real joy that, that the world can't take away our circumstances. And so um, those are some of the things that on the resilient faith side of it, I'd like to go into and some of the areas that we'll be looking at. I want to have a separate series uh, from this where I'll be investigating living Bible study. And this is where I want to teach you how to get into the Bible and feed yourself. So you don't have to go to sermons, don't have to go to books, don't have to go to somebody else's pre-digested material. You know, there, there is so much in there that's on the cutting room floor when somebody gives a talk. <laughs> I mean, in our uh, men's group, I, we've been going through this. And actually, it's taken us an hour and a half to go through a single verse, and we still feel like we've skimmed the surface. I'll teach you how to do that, how to do view the Bible from a 10,000-foot level, from you know a Piper Cub 500-foot level, walking, getting down and walking the streets, and then eventually buying a house there and living. And that's where you really begin to understand the Bible because you begin to see it up close. You begin to see the value of the different aspects. And so, but that's a process and that's down the road. Um, I would also like to introduce you to God. Every problem in the Christian life can be traced back to a misunderstanding of some attribute of God. So the answer is to get to know the guy. You know, get to know who he is. God is amazing. And he's got things that um, I didn't even know about until I started digging into it. You know, his faithfulness, his love, his justice, his mercy, his sovereignty, his power, his ability to um, do things that, that are beyond anything that I can imagine. And so as you get to know God and you begin to find out exactly who he is, and especially as expressed in the, in the person of Jesus Christ, then we really begin to enjoy the Christian life and we're not on that lifeboat. And so this just kind of touches the surface. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, I'd like to talk to you, but it's getting long. So, so come back. Uh, I think next time you'll find out that um, we'll hit the ground running and have something that you can apply right away. Okay, thanks for showing up. Um, if you like this, share it. Punch the button down below, the like button, and uh, tell your friends about it. Um, I've enjoyed having you here, and we look forward to the next time. Thank you.